I'm Connor. And I'm Campbell. And welcome to Real Geeks, the show where we talk about movies and stuff. So today, in preparation for Spider-Man No Way Home, I actually watched five Spider-Man movies in the past maybe like three days or four days. <laughs> I watched Amazing Spider-Man on... Oh, what day did I watch it? It was yesterday, I thought. Or the day no, before. No, 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 no. Here, let me look. I think it was Sunday. I watched, okay, I watched Amazing Spider-Man on the 12th. When was that? That was two days ago. Wait, never mind. So on, on Sunday, I watched Amazing Spider-Man. And then... Uh-huh. Oh, no, I know. I think on Saturday, I watched Amazing Spider-Man on the 11th. Then I watched Amazing yeah. Spider-Man 2 on the 12th. Then I watched all three of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans today. So, in the, yeah, in the past uh, three days, I watched... Or four days, I watched five Spider-Man movies. Yes. So. And we are here to discuss. Yeah, and I've um, never seen... I. I don't have that like nostalgic kind of like Ghostbusters. I don't have that nostalgic connection with the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, so it'll be interesting how my kind of view and how Connor's view sort of differs because I guess he did. So I think since we're talking about so many movies, um, I don't know. Do you want to do a general spoiler warning for all of them, or I mean, we could just go. Yeah, this is just we're just gonna. Yeah, this is a general spoiler warning, so we're just not gonna have that little section where we don't don't talk about spoilers. We're just gonna just dive dive into all three of them or all. F- yeah, I mean, each do you want to just talk about? I mean, I guess. No, no I think we um, could just go into. We could just go. Let's into just them. talk about Tobey Maguire first. So. You mean his the- his movies? Yeah. Okay. Because we just talked about we just watched them today. All right, so we'll talk about the Sam Raimi trilogy now, and then we'll after that we'll transition to the the Amazing Spider-Man movies directed by Mark Webb. Get it? Webb. Yes. <laughs> so if you haven't seen um, any of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire, um, we're going to be talking about those now. No, that, ugh, those now. Yes. Um. So yeah. What what are your what are your thoughts with you being kind of like fresh Campbell? Well, for those of you that I mean, obviously none of you know unless you're Campbell, me, Josh, or Samantha. But um, today at my house, we had a Tobey Maguire marathon and we watched all three um, of his movies. So we are kind of fresh off of um, the whole trilogy kind of like we watched them all right back to back, which is actually the first time I've kind of like done something like that before. Yeah. Interestingly, um, Josh came out of it saying that was like a really bad trilogy. Didn't he say something like that? He was like, this was I awful. Think, was he being, I don't know if he was being like, maybe he was, I don't he was, know. He, he said it was awful. So, I mean, and I don't, I don't think he like particularly, well, I don't uh, think he enjoyed it, but I think he was like, I, he, he, he likes to, it's probably exactly. Yeah. He likes to exaggerate a lot. Um, but no, I disagree. I don't think it's awful. No. Uh, I think they're they're very cohesive, and I guess we'll start just talking about Tobey Maguire, yeah, because he's interesting. Um, his version of Peter Parker, I think he really plays into the awkwardness of the character. Um, because I don't know the way he portrays him is just very awkward and very strange. I think yeah. you know he he doesn't have like much charisma. When you think like Tom Holland, I think Tom Holland has a lot of the charisma. Tobey Maguire, even Andrew Gar- Andrew Garfield too. 
Andrew Garfield, I wouldn't say has charisma, but he kind of has like that natural coolness about him. Tommy Maguire okay. just really plays into like the the strange awkwardness, like the loser awkwardness yeah. of the character, because he actually seems like someone who'd probably get bullied. Whereas Andrew Garfield, although he does get bullied in his movies, he just doesn't seem like the type of person to get bullied. You know, he's like the tall, cool kid. You don't so, want to judge. You don't want to judge people by. Well, I'm just looks. saying by not by their looks, but just by kind of the energy they bring about them. Tom yeah, Holland yeah, definitely just has more of that weird energy, or not Tom Holland. Sorry, Tobey Maguire um, has more of that kind of weird like energy. Yeah, he very he feels like an outsider. So I think in terms of like that part of Peter Parker, I think he does it really well because you really feel like he's kind of this awkward guy. He doesn't really know how to interact with girls, and um, you know he unlike just Campbell. yeah, unlike me, I'm I'm much I'm very much a ladies' man. Just kidding. Alpha male. No, but I think. I think he definitely does that part well. Um, as Spider-Man, though, I think he's a little lacking. Um, one, one thing I do like about Andrew Garfield Spider-Man and Tom Holland Spider-Man is that, you know, when they're fighting, they kind of say these fun one-liners and they have these quips and stuff. They're kind of witty. And that's where this Spider-Man... And I think that's more in line with, like, the comic book Spider-Man, whereas... Toby's yeah. is a lot more serious, which I wasn't really expecting, but he doesn't really uh, say many jokes. He's not like super, he's not like a really funny guy. He's kind of, he's more unintentionally funny than, than intentionally funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think as Spider-Man, he's not my favorite, like Spider-Man, Spider-Man, but as Peter Parker, I think he has a lot of strengths compared to the other ones. I'm glad you feel that way. Cause like for the longest time, that's been my, basically my, um, what do you call it? basis in terms of his character? Like, I definitely think every a lot of people like when they say that they enjoy them, like really like him, Tobey Maguire, like in this role. It's mainly mm -hmm. for like Peter Parker. Yeah, I think Peter, him as Peter Parker is definitely the strongest part. Um, him as Spider Man, or just Spider Man in general, I don't think is the strongest part. I think him as Peter Parker is the most intriguing and compelling part of all the movies. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So which ones um uh which one do you think was like which one do I know you said uh you had mentioned to me do you want to do you want to share your hot take? I have a very hot take in that I actually think the third movie is the best one of the trilogy. Actually best or just you enjoyed it the most? Um I actually think it's I enjoyed it the most and I think it's the best. Wow. And I actually think the second one I'm not going to say it's the worst, but it's the one I enjoyed the least. And I know that's the one that most people put on a pedestal and laud it as like the best, one of the best superhero movies of all time. Like I looked on Letterboxd and everyone gives it like yeah. five star reviews. Um, I actually just, that one's the most forgettable to me. You know, it, yeah. it feels the most consistent, but then because of how consistent it is, it kind of just kind of gets lost in my... Uh, I watched all three at the same time, so that's the one I'm I'm struggling to remember the most. Um, but the strongest part of that movie is, is definitely Doc Ock, though. I think that's the best part. Yeah, um, for sure. Honestly, yeah, like, I like sorry, you can go. You can go. Um, honestly, like at first when you said that you really liked the last one, I was like, what? But now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, for me, there was a lot of the second movie that I mean, I I have like, it just didn't. After watching all of them and having it all kind of like 
all six, almost six and a half hours of content in my mind. Mm-hmm. The stuff that I remembered the most was from the first and the third one. It's like the second one, I don't know, like Doc Ock, it, it was besides like the fights with Doc Ock and stuff, everything else was kind of like secondary. Yeah, like you got like the train scene, which is obviously one of the best scenes of the trilogy. Like I'm not saying that's, I think that's a, definitely a standout scene. Um, the, the train scene where he he uses the webs to stop the train from falling. I think that was that was really well done. Um, but especially the stuff with Aunt May in that movie, um, where he's kind of just talking with Aunt May about Uncle Ben, and then also the stuff where like he loses his powers, um, and then he like needs to he kind of has to like psychologically reevaluate himself to get the, his powers back. That also felt like it didn't really add anything to the movie, and it kind of dragged it. Or is that the one? See, I got it. I get it mixed up. Is that the one where he decided he didn't want to be Spider Man for a little bit? Yeah, that's the one where he decides he doesn't want to be Spider Man, okay. and then he kind of just goes. He's like a normal guy, and just walking around. They have the whole sequence where he's just living eating life, like an, eating the hot dog, watching kids get run over. <laughs> oh, no, like, that didn't actually that. happen. I want. I want to see that. But yeah, it's like that whole middle section. I thought dragged. Like I was like. I did not like the whole part where he loses his powers, I think. But yeah, other than Doc Ock, I, again, people say it's the best one. People say it's one of the best superhero movies of all time, but I found it honestly really forget- or pretty forgettable. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad at all, and I'm not saying it's the worst. It's just the one I remember the least out of the three. Like, uh, like you said, you just said the first one and the third one are the ones you remember the most, so I have to agree with you there. Yeah. And honestly, like, the third one... I mean, I've seen the first and second one a tons, a ton, a ton. Like I, I, both of those. Like I, as I was watching it, I was like, I know exactly. Like, what do you call it? Like, what's about to happen? Like, I've, I've, I've watched them consistently enough. But the third one, it's just like it's kind of like with um, what's it called? Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I'll go back to rewatch the original trilogy, uh-huh. and. I've I'm constantly like I've seen the first one so many times, but it's like the last one in the trilogy. It's just like I don't get to as often because it's yeah, like, and especially with Spider Man, like Star Wars is a little bit better because it's a little bit more. They're a little bit more. Uh, I what do you call it? Like contained. Well, I think Star Wars. First of all, they're more iconic, and then you know it's you got to watch all four. Like if you watch episode four, you got to watch five and six. You know, like they're definitely more dependent on each other. Whereas yeah. these, you could watch like. I can watch Spider-Man too. You don't really have to watch the third one, but um, I'm just saying, know, like, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't decide, I wouldn't, I wouldn't decide on my own to watch Spider-Man three. Like, I just, it's just not that one. It's I, to me, I just feel like I, I wouldn't. Yeah, like you gotta watch. I mean, honestly, I think it's the most rewatchable of the of the three, though. Yeah, I don't know. I really, I'm not saying it's perfect. It's it's very flawed, but yeah, I actually think thematically. As well as just kind of the pure entertainment, I think it was the most entertaining oh, yeah. and the best. I think one. we laughed. I think we were like laughing the hardest. We were like the one. most engaged. I feel like when with the third one, I think. Exactly, and you I wouldn't think like that after like watching for four hours. Yeah, um, I know it's it's generally considered the worst, and I think the biggest reason, obviously, it's because of the villains. And Sam Raimi apparently didn't. He only he wanted the main villain to be Sandman, and then I think the studios forced him to include Venom. Um, yeah, Venom definitely felt like a like a like he was wedged in there. Bit, yeah, it wasn't awful though. And I think the interesting thing about the this movie, so Spider Man Three, 
Unless do you want to talk about the first one and then move on? Like I, we can get we can get into Spider Man three like uh, like in a little bit. I want to go. Okay, because yeah, and... I have a lot to say. Because I I actually I, again I feel like it's the best one, and it's the one I um out of the three it's my favorite. So, but yeah, I guess we'll start with the first let's, one. Let's talk about the first one, like specific yeah. to the first one things we really enjoyed about the first one. That's so. Um, I, I'm still kind of like, I don't know. It's still kind of amazes me how much I enjoyed Spider Man three, but. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about the first one. So, okay, so just as a re- refresher for everybody who had who probably yeah. hasn't watched it recently, so like the first one follows him, and like it's his senior year, and he goes on the trip, and he gets his he gets bit by the spider, uh-huh. um, and Norman Osborn is doing like um experiment like governmental like tests and stuff like that, and he's testing uh-huh. a serum that gives you heightened the performance abilities. enhancers. Yes. And it, he takes it as a human subject and goes crazy and turns into the Green Goblin. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So this one's basic. It's about his green, um, not his, his origin story and like Green Goblin. Yeah. Would you say Green Goblin oh. is like the the kind of the the ascent the quintessential Spider-Man villain? Is it Green Goblin? Because I was talking to my dad and he said it was Green Goblin, but I'm not. I wasn't. Oh, yeah. You think he's the quintessential Spider-Man villain? I would think so. I would think so. Okay. I mean, there's a reason that they had him in. There's a reason they picked him for the very first like big live action. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's two years. It was two years in between each movie, right? Or it was two thousand two, two thousand four, and two thousand seven. Oh, okay. So three years. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I always thought Doctor Octopus was kind of the quintessential, but I guess it's it's Green Goblin. They're very. Um, there's a Sinister Six. It's like a big thing. Okay, so it's more of like the group in general than which. An, funny an enough, individual. I don't think Green Goblin's not. Is he in this? I don't know. Let's look up the Sinister Six real quick. Sinister I feel so Six. bad. I I, I should. Yeah, know we should. We should definitely know this. Okay, it's okay. Oh, right, so I think there are multiple Sinister Six, but the original one is Doctor Octopus, Electro, Craven the Hunter, Mysterio. Sandman and Vulture. So Green Goblin is actually not a part of the original Sinister Six. Yeah, I think yeah, that sounds about. I I, I didn't think he was. But there's, I think there's multiple other ones that include Hobgoblin, which is like another. I think, I think Hobgoblin is similar to Green Goblin, but he's not Green Goblin. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's not a part of the Sinister Six. Uh. Anyway, so yeah, I feel like I feel like the, anyway. yeah. Anyway, um, let's see where where were we going with that? What did you think about him, like just like as an as a character? Green Goblin. Yeah, like in the movie. Um. Yeah. So I was, I was kind of confused what his motivation was, but I guess it was just he he just it just made Norman Osborn crazy, and he just wanted power and to do evil things. I think that's the extent. Yeah, like you're I not supposed to really pretty... think. You're not really supposed to think of Basic. anything. It was just he wants power and he wants he wants to uh, be evil and stuff. So I don't know. He was not a bad villain. I think the fact that he was Harry Osborn's he's Harry Osborn's father, and then Harry is uh, Peter Parker's best friend. I thought that that put uh, there's there's more stakes because of that. Um, but I think I thought he was. Not super impressive, you know. He he was fine for he was fine, you know. I'm kind of ambivalent. Yeah. Um. 
what do you call it? Uh, I don't know. I, I like you didn't seem to like. I want to go. I want to go off onto another important part of this movie because, like, obviously, I'm talking about like his origin. Okay. Um, yeah. And seeing, seeing again after seeing all these new movies and like all this kind of stuff, it's like, like we, like you mentioned, like the fact that the webs come out of him physically is pretty gross. Yeah, I don't know why they chose to do that. That's so strange to me. It's gross, and in the comics, it's just web shooters too. And in every other Spider no, movie, it's it just web shooters. So why were they like? Who thought it was a good idea for? Uh, to write in the fact that the webs come out like physically and organically come out of his body. I think that's just nasty, but whatever. I don't know. And the funny thing is, is like this is first interaction probably like with any superhero media. So for a while, like it wasn't that big a deal. I didn't know any better. You know what I mean? Uh huh. So like when I first, the first couple times I saw, I was little. It was like, okay, this is Spider Man. So me, when like when I first saw like. I never watched the Ama- the Amazing Spider-Man movies, uh-huh. uh, like when they came out. Um, if I did watch them, I forgot about them. So when Tom Tom Holland's came out, and they were talking about him having like web, like shooters, that mm-hmm. was like foreign to me because that wasn't like that wasn't like what I was familiar with in terms of like live action Spider-Man and like just oh. Spider-Man in general. Yeah, because I always thought Cause it was because because uh, Peter Parker is supposed to be like a nerdy kid, so he. He uses physics and science and stuff to build the web shooters to kind of complement his. Yeah, and that was his, never uh, something I, had, I was familiar with until Tom Holland. Yeah, and like I didn't start reading the comics and doing anything and experiencing any other form of Spider-Man media until after Tom Holland's came out. Like, is there a hole in his wrist where the the webs come out or something? Yeah, like there's just a gaping hole in both of his wrists. I. <laughs> I don't know, that's just... And then how does he, like, actually control it? Because he does the hand thing, but... I don't know, like... Ugh. Kind of nasty. Yeah. Up, up, and a web. Go, web, Shazam. go. Shazam. Uh, overall, we could, I guess we could talk about his origin story, though, because that's the big part what of do the you, first What movie. do you think of his origin story? So this is one thing I, we talked about after we watched it, but I actually think... I like the amazing Spider-Man origin story better than the origin story presented in this one. I think it actually feels more rushed in, in this one than in Amazing Spider-Man. Yep. Uh, like Uncle Ben and Aunt, Aunt May, I think they're also, I think they're done better in Amazing Spider-Man because you have that scene. Obviously in this one, you have the, with great power comes great responsibility. That's an iconic scene uh, just in, in general. But in Amazing Spider-Man, you know, you have him helping out uh, Uncle Ben doing stuff. And then remember, after they get in the fight, Uncle Ben comes to the school and like kind of lectures him. And then you have that scene where he comes back home, and then Uncle Ben gets really upset that you know Peter Parker forgot to take his aunt or pick up his aunt. So like showing that he didn't have responsibility, he's making all these bad decisions. Like he needs to really yeah. like he's giving them his whole lecture, and then Peter Parker gets really angry at him, and then the whole thing, well, the wait, whole we, thing. We, we didn't have a spoiler warning for Andrew. Uh, oh, no, we already had a general spoiler warning. So I'm just saying. Okay, I, I didn't realize that. In the in okay. the yeah in the amazing ones there's that whole scene and then there's the whole fight that they have and then after that um you know you know what happens after that so I think there's definitely more there's depth. more build up there's more build up and depth there and it feels definitely more natural whereas in this one Uncle Ben you have like one scene with him and Aunt May um and then he has he drives Peter to the library or whatever they have that one conversation and then he dies so I feel like 
that part of his origin story is done better in in uh the amazing spider-man uh would you agree with me there i think i, I actually think i mean not not having i mean if you would ask me this last week i would have because like i think i've for a while i had hopped on the uh amazing spider-man train yeah and like and i i had just had negative memories of of what little i had seen. but i think I would not have, I mean, if you would have told me, two, like I said, two weeks ago, or a week ago, that I would be saying this, I would I would have smacked you in the face. But, like, I, I do <laughs> Put agree. some dirt in your eye. <laughs> um, I do agree. Like, I think, I just like the way that they showed him getting his powers and learning, like, like him looking up the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. I guess we'll be doing some jumping around, so yeah, yeah. Um, it won't be as, like, this. this won't be as structured as we said at the beginning of the episode um but like i liked how they showed him like researching tensile strength of the of the webs that that oscorp was making and like him making the web shooters and having to test out the like making adjustments doing experiments and all that stuff and like sitting on the roof and studying and you know what i mean like there was a little bit more you know yeah with him once like once he got his power or once after he was bitten by the oscorp spider and like that whole sequence where on the subway it's it's supposed to be kind of funny where he um he's like discovering his powers and then after that he's he's kind of like there's more uh there's kind of we spend more time with him as he's like learning his powers whereas in in yeah. the toby mcguire one he i think there's like one scene where he's kind of going crazy and then after that he's completely mastered yeah. every he's kind of mastered uh He's extremely athletic and stuff, so I don't know. I think, I think the origin story is presented better in Amazing Spider-Man than in the Tobey Maguire Raimi trilogy, and I think you agree with me. Yes, and I think they spent. I mean, comparatively, they spent a lot more time with him, like in Andrew Garfield, like before he got full suit and became like actual what we know Spider-Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I kind of like that build up, and like, I mean, there was just a lot more time. Mm-hmm. Um with him like hunting down uncle ben's killer and like and all that kind of stuff and yeah um and there's like that kind of intro there's that slow introduction of him to new york and seeing like i think part of the interesting thing i liked about amazing Spider-Man was like seeing his which i think the in the toby Maguire, the, the closest thing to this is the daily bugle but like seeing his perception from the people of the of New York, especially the police department, and oh yeah, like um, seeing how yeah, because yeah, there wasn't the Daily Bugle in Amazing Spider-Man, right? It was just the police captain yeah. being like, oh yeah, he's he's um, a vigilante, he's a menace, you know. And then the people are like, oh he, there there's a whole thing in I think in both the first one and the second one where they talk about like he's like a symbol of hope, you know, like he's he's yes, um, he's a symbol of hope for the people, and uh, yeah, there's more of an emphasis on that. Yeah, I, I I didn't realize that the Daily Bugle wasn't in, uh, the, the amazing ones. I didn't that didn't yeah. click with I me. Know. Yeah, but um, yeah. So that's our that's basically our our spiel on the origins. So, uh, I didn't know why. Hold on, am I, am I cutting out? No, I think you're okay. Okay, I don't know why in in the Tobey Maguire ones, uh, when he you know when. Uh, he wins the money, but then he lets the robber kind of get away. Yeah. He could have just, like, stopped the robber, and then, I guess, no, I guess the police was there. Never mind. I was gonna say he could have just taken the money, but 
I think that whole ordeal is done better in the in the amazing one as well. Where remember, like he's trying to he's trying to buy like chocolate milk or something, and then yeah. uh, the guy's like he's like two cents or whatever. And then he they're being annoying. He's being annoying about it, and then he's like, whatever, not my policy. And then he lets the guy, the robber, deal or whatever. And then that I don't know that that whole thing where that happens, and then the robber shoots Uncle Ben felt more. I guess because they kind of show it as one long take, it just feels more natural. Whereas they don't show Uncle Ben dying at the hands of that murderer in the Tobey Maguire ones, right? Yeah. Well, actually, no, never mind. I take, that, I take back the argument because then in the third one, they reveal that it's not that robber that yeah, killed Yeah, I think it's because there was a little bit more to it than that. In yeah, the... you're right. Never mind. Because they were actually reveal that it's Sandman that kills his uncle and not that robber. Never mind. So I take back the argument. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I think, uh, in in uh the Amazing Spider-Man though, that happens after he gets kind of lectured and yelled at by Uncle Ben though, right? So I think because yeah. he's like kind of in that angry state, that makes more sense for him to allow that to happen. Whereas in the like Toby, when whenever he lets that robber get away, like that, it, he doesn't really seem angry, right? Like he's not really. I mean, obviously he wants the money, but I don't know. That just seemed kind of like a brash decision. Like, it didn't make sense for that for him to do that at that moment. I don't know. Yeah, it seemed a lot more like, a lot less like, I guess it's not an accident, but like it felt a little bit less, uh, I don't know. It just, yeah, like how he like actively like steps out of the way and like, I don't know. It just, it felt like, he, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um... Um, overall, overall, though, I think. Oh, okay, oh, go ahead. You can go ahead. I don't know what I was gonna say, so I forgot what I was gonna say anyway. So go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, overall, though, the first Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man, the the um, 2002. Uh, yeah, the 2002 Spider-Man. I think overall reminded me a lot of the 1989 Batman with Michael Keaton. Um, whereas they're both sort of, I don't know, they give off similar vibes in that they're both kind of campy, um, and they don't take themselves too seriously. Um, I don't know if you kind of got those vibes as well. I mean, they're also both scored yeah. by Dan- Danny Elfman, which I thought was interesting. Um, but I think they both kind of yeah. give off similar vibes. I agree. I, I would I would agree because like um they're definitely like very like um like they into the comics tone wise I guess mm-hmm. like the traditional comics I say um like the all, all like the monologues with uh. Peter Parker and like the whole thing with um, Uncle Ben having his speech and stuff like like mm-hmm. it's very much like um yeah like you said like it's it gets campy at times. But I think that's actually one of the the strengths of the Raimi trilogy. I think I think it's some sort of weirdness that kind of yeah. Like I think it it has like a it has a sort of like um I don't there's like an in, there's an interest you you feel like somewhat invest I don't invested I guess like in the in the campiness. Yeah. Um can talk about the second one. Yeah, so I guess closing thoughts on the first one before we move on. I think Yeah. Well, I guess those are kind of my closing thoughts. I think it's it's a solid movie. It's definitely not my favorite. I think the origin story again was done better in Amazing Spider-Man. Um, 
but it's 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 a solid. Oh, oh, go ahead. Um, but I wanted to I wanted to talk about like I really like Willem Dafoe, like his portrayal, like just as an as a woman. It's like not even just like taking a look at it as like oh like how good is he as Green Goblin kind of. I just like the whole like Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde kind of thing going on. It's it's he also kind of plays into the campiness, but he, he kind of goes all out with it. So it's uh, it's a fun performance for sure. I mean, I don't know. I thought it was very like, I mean, I wasn't like on the edge of my seat, like heart pounding, yeah. like thrilling perform, like thrill. Like I didn't feel like like the lob the and not the lobster, the lighthouse. <laughs> you don't you don't. Yeah, it wasn't lobster. like unnerving, but it was just like a very. Like, like the whole part where it's like he's in the mirror and he's talking to himself and it's going back. Uh-huh. And f- like, I don't know. It just was very, a very like interesting performance. And it's just something that I always like, it always stuck with me even from when I was little. Probably, saw, I mean, I probably saw it for the first time when I was, couldn't even like form a full sense. Yeah, I think he was, uh, and he also, him and, uh, what's his name? Dave Franco. Uh, no, is it, is it James? I'm, I'm blanking. James Franco, James right? Or is it? Yeah, James Franco. Him and James Franco show up throughout all three of the films, actually, right? Because he kind of shows up in, yeah. as flashbacks and stuff. So, yeah, I think he, he does give a... I think, again, the fact that he plays both... Um, oh, it, it almost reminded me of Vulture. You know how Vulture is... He, obviously, he's Vulture, but then he's also the, the dad of the love interest. So here, he's, uh, he's Green Goblin, but yeah, he's also the dad of the, the best friend. So... The, it's kind of funny. I, I really like the scene where they're eating Thanksgiving, and kind of like the, way he's, the way he's acting, and he go. Yeah, there are a lot of similarities between that dynamic and then the dynamic in Homecoming between Spider-Man and Vulture. I thought um, it's in that dinner scene kind of reminded yeah. me of the uh, the scene where uh, doesn't he like he goes to her house or, and then he he's kind of surprised. Homecoming. Yeah, so there's a lot of similarities between the two. So yeah, I did I did like that. Yeah. Um. Oh, before we leave, before you leave, um, I want to talk about. I think this one was had the most memes. Oh yeah, we we didn't talk about the memes. There's so many memes. Probably one of the most enjoyable parts of of the trilogy are just the memes. But yeah, they're it's they're like, gonna mount in this one. There's like there's so many similarities. Well, not similarities, but it's like I I kind of get like a, it's like watching the pre. Oh yeah, yeah. I kind of because they're both kind of they were. I don't know if the Spider movies were kind of rejected at first, but they're both kind of recently reappraised by just general the internet sort yeah. of, you know. Both the yeah, the prequels yeah. and the Spider Man movies. That that is kind of weird. They're and they like both, suddenly they, I think the prequels also are kind of I, I sometimes campy. Like Yeah, they are yeah. I think they're just not I'm not saying either were necessarily rejected. Like obviously people I guess people kind of rejected the prequels, but they've been recently kind of reappraised and then um kind of not celebrated but uh held in high regard they kind of held like clothing again yeah they're people kind of they're they're held more in high regard in high regard now um yeah yeah i mean it was just like every time josh was starting to yell josh kept yelling at me i was like here comes a meme and it was so funny because like you see the memes like on instagram and tiktok and then when oh, you yeah. see them like stitched into like a movie it's so funny like at the beginning within the first like 10 minutes it's i'm something of a scientist myself yeah 
and then I mean, what else? we got? I'm some scientist myself. Um, oh, the the cranberries. I had to beat an old lady oh with a stick. Oh my gosh! To get these cranberries. That's low key one of the funniest ones. Uh, what's the back to formula? Back to formula. Back to formula. Um, <laughs> and uh, this is my or this is I, I sacrificed oh, everything. Was like, do you know how much I've sacrificed? You can't <laughs> do this to me. And then the. Um, what is it? The the meme of of Aunt May's like house getting completely destroyed. That's gosh, oh gosh. Um, what else is it? What else we got? Uh, a bone saw is ready. Where'd you, where'd you get that? Where'd you get that outfit? Your husband make it for you. Oh yeah. <laughs> what? A, oh, it's just like chocked full of like just bits that everybody's just kind of like brought back it's just so funny anyway so i guess we can move on to uh spider spider-man 2 now yes yes um we kind of already talked about it a little bit yeah we did i think again i don't understand why it's held i actually i do understand i think it's again it's the most consistent tonally out of the three um, yeah, and it has the best villain out of the three. Uh, so I do understand those two kind of uh, those things give it kind of an edge. But then again, I I still feel like it's most forgettable. Um, yeah. Also, I we forgot to touch touch on this with the first one, but MJ is Peter's love interest in all three oh movies, and I think she's actually. You want to get into MJ? We can talk about MJ. MJ is okay, probably the worst, one of the worst uh, Spider-Man love interests in all the Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Except for, I will say, except for Spider-Man 3, which we'll talk about. But especially in the first two, she's just, in the first one, she's essentially just a damsel in distress. In the second one, I, she's also sort of a damsel in distress, but um, she, she kind of has a double standard uh, in terms of her, yeah. her fidelity with, with uh, <laughs> Peter. I mean... Uh, at one point, I mean, we were talking about this in the first one. She kisses Spider-Man, who she doesn't know is Peter, and yeah. she's while well, she's dating Harry and also stringing along Peter. Yeah. And then the and second then, one, she like she's about to marry this guy, and then on the wedding day, she like abandons the dude and send, instead goes to be with Peter after she learns that he's Spider-Man, right? Yeah. But she also, okay, I, I guess her and. Uh, Harry broke up after the first one. Yeah. But then it's not like Peter's t- totally in the right either, because in the third one, when he's dating MJ, he kisses Gwen as like Spider-Man on that on that uh the And then she but but she but then no she gets mad. Get, then she gets yeah. mad. <laughs> yeah. But when she did the same thing. And then she goes back to Harry uh in the third one. No, yeah, and then Harry's like, no, and then she's like, oh, I'm lonely. Let's hang yeah. out, and yeah. basically leads like Harry to believe. See, Harry's not on the right here either because Harry knows their uh, whole. All three of them are kind of love, in a really bad triangle. Love is triangle. absolutely terrible. It's so bad. It's honestly, I think one of the worst parts of the of the Raimi trilogy. I'm like, it's not. I don't know if it's supposed to be like really investing, but it's it comes off more as kind of an annoyance than like I don't. Else. I'm not invested in in. MJ whatsoever. Like I didn't. Also, the they have. Is, um, 
the funny thing is, I never like I I've, all the times I've watched this, I didn't realize it until watching them all all the way through. Just how, like like un like almost unforgivable she is, and just how terrible this love triangle is. Also, Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst have absolutely no chemistry. Oh my um, gosh! Like absolutely zero chemistry, and it's in. That's the one of the things I'll I'll give to Amazing Spider-Man. I think, uh, what are their names? Andrew Garfield and uh, Emily Stone, right? Emma Stone, yeah. It, or Emma Stone, yeah. Sorry, Emma Stone. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone actually have really good chemistry. I think they actually worked well, and I think it also helped that I think they were dating at the time, so they just had more natural chemistry. I think. Yeah, Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst had absolutely zero chemistry. So, and he always just came off as a kind of like a creepy. Like, I don't know. Some scenes he it just kind like of they were came meeting, off as very. Felt like they were having the... every conversation they had, even if it was like the like halfway through the third movie or halfway through like it well in the relationship, it felt like they were talking for the first time. It feels like you're like paired up with some random girl for your group project, and you have to like go out and like meet somewhere to work on the project together. And that's just yeah. the energy it gave off. Like, um, yeah. yeah. So I just didn't really like her as a love interest. I mean, it's not really her. It's just because they had no chemistry, it just wasn't compelling at all. So, and then no. the she was a damsel in distress in the first movies. That's why I like the third one because in the third movie, she's kind of more of a character herself. You know, like she's her own character in the third movie, uh, and a big part is kind of her feeling, um you know her her getting rejected from the play and then she gets upset with peter because he kind of neglects her um so i do like how she's kind of she's her own character and she's not just a damn i mean in the end she, again she's kind of hung <laughs> at the on the bridge she she always ends up it's either her or aunt may that ends up getting like stolen and or kidnapped and like hung not not, not hung, hung but like not hung but like <laughs> uh put in a dangerous situation by a villain Actually, no, she is yeah. in all three, because Green Goblin takes her, Doc Ock takes her, and... Throws like, her off the bridge, Doc Ock carries her up a building. So, yeah, at the end, she does kind of become uh, a damsel in distress. But I think throughout most of the movie, she's kind of her own character. So I, I like that a lot about the third one compared to the other two. Yeah. But yeah, she's not very compelling in terms of her her, uh, her love triangle and all that. Um, While we're talking about, because we were originally, this stemmed off of the second one. Um, yeah. I don't, Doc Ock was just such, I don't know, I thought that his kind of like, um, like his, I always like a character that's kind of like, I like to see them devolve into like bad, like being bad. And it's kind of cool to see like in the beginning, he's like, he has very noble goals and stuff like that. And to see him like deteriorate because of the arms and like that whole kind of, th I don't, I don't know. I always found him, um, a very interesting character. I mean, it's a very simple archetype and like, it's very, like, it's definitely something that he's no, by no means like unique. I just found him very, um, I've always found him to be interesting to me. Interestingly enough, I think without a doubt, he is the best villain of the trilogy. Um, and he does, he does have that kind of, um, that arc where you know he begins he has good intentions and then he kind of goes haywire because of the arms and then he redeems himself at the end but it's so like quick and kind of rushed through 
that I, I didn't really I didn't yeah like it's so rushed through that I didn't really necessarily care that much you know like I'm not yeah. saying it's bad it's just it just happened too fast so you can't really you don't really invest yourself in yeah. the character like they have one scene where he's talking with his wife and it's kind of nice and then you see that his wife dies and like that's like the one thing that they kind of have to to give depth to his character um and the arc the arc is is just doesn't feel earned you know like it feels too quick if they spent more time with it i think i would have liked it better but overall though he still is the best villain of the three it's just i feel like yeah. it was just done way too quick so i didn't it didn't feel substantial really i was gonna say that like that was gonna be the one thing that was gonna be the one thing i was gonna say um yeah i wanted to hear what you were gonna say first yeah like i i i like the the bait at the base um in the basic sense of like who he is as a character just like kind of like you said like having him with good intentions going going bad and then kind of like redeeming himself like i liked that um and also like it's it's a nostalgia thing a heavy thing a heavy aspect of my um opinions and perspectives of these of the toby Maguire movies is definitely has to do with my nostalgia and like mm-hmm. perceptions i had when i was seven eight years old watching yeah. it for the first time um so like obviously part of this is goes back to that um but i don't know i just always i always enjoy just him as a character just in a simple non just not with any much not in it for any intense uh yeah. reason just like i don't know i always thought he was cool and just and just enjoyable but like you said it, it, they do go through it very very quickly yeah very quickly um um I think there are two standout scenes in the second one. Oh wait, are you, okay. you going to say something? No, no, I was just, just still in time. Okay. Uh, the two ones I could think of were obviously the train scene, which is is pretty famous. I think um, one of the best scenes of the. Oh, I guess I already did. I already say this. The train scene. Yes, Probably we one did of the talk best about scenes the of the trilogy. Scene. Okay, and then the other scene was the scene where um, Doc Ock is in the hospital, and there are a bunch of like doctors kind of trying to figure out what to do with him. And then it becomes yeah. all of a sudden the the tone completely changes. It becomes almost like a horror movie, um, and yeah. the, the arms are kind of mauling these doctors around. And yeah. I think Sam Raimi also directed the Evil Dead trilogy, which I haven't seen, but they're sort of kind of like horror horror adventure comedy type movies. So you can kind of definitely see his sensibilities as a horror director come into play, especially with that scene, because the arms are just uh, you know they're they're flailing around and grabbing these doctors and like mauling them and everything so i thought that was a pretty i mean and the camera pretty shots in, like yeah, yeah it was a pretty intense scene so that was also one of my favorite scenes um i agree i also think it's interesting that the cover you know the the um the, the cover for the movie with with uh, spider-man carrying mj i don't think that scene ever happens in the movie does it um i mean not not specifically no oh i just thought that was no. like I was just like, oh, that never happened in the, because in the first one, yeah. I think it, he he carries it's like the mannequin of him carrying uh, MJ <laughs> <laughs> with her hair flying. You pointed that out with her hair flying in like the wrong direction or whatever. Yeah, they're going one way and her hair's flying like with, like <laughs> uh, not against the wind. Oh, oh gosh. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just it, this one just has a particular. A uh, place in my uh, child, I will say. 
that's all that's that's my main that's my main thing i don't know i just really yeah. I, I i and i was so hyped to see that he was coming back for no way home like i'm like oh yeah alfred alfred molina i'm super happy to see him yeah, yeah and well and willem defoe as well yep yes um don't want to yeah don't want to forget i didn't yeah again this was my the most forgettable of the trilogy for me um in terms of yeah yeah just i'm not saying it's the worst though i don't i don't know exactly what the worst one is i just know it's the most forgettable uh yeah honestly it might be the best one i don't know it might be the best one it's just so i think because it's so tonally consistent and because it's so maybe uh i mean i don't know maybe it's so perfect that like it's just not inherently uninteresting i don't know but uh yeah for me it was it was the most forgettable uh, I guess we can move on to the third one, though, right? Yes. This is, 3. this is turning out to be a. Sorry, this is turning out to be a. a this might be a over an hour, um, but we oh, touched yeah, on a lot of have... Andrew stuff about the Andrew movies. So yeah, we can we'll, we'll I, I talk like about this pretty quickly. A little bit shorter. Yeah. Um. Anyways, Iron three. <laughs> oh gosh. I mean. I, I think, I think this oh, one, also the pizza lack time. of memes in the second one. Yeah, p- except for pizza time though. Oh. Like, pizza time's the only meme from the second one that I I could remember. Yeah, I think what happened is like that's the only one that's like an actual meme because I think there are memes that came out like first and then people started making memes of other scenes because of the like you know what I mean like there's secondary memes and primary memes. You yeah, know what yeah. Yeah. So, like, there are others, like, Pizza Time is the primary meme for Spider-Man 2, but I think there are other parts of the movie, like, that uh-huh. become secondary memes. Like, there's one, it's like the power of the sun in the palm of my hand. Like, that's something that I've seen <laughs> in a couple memes. Yeah, yeah. Um. Also, a meme itself is, I mean, Jeff Winger from Community. Is oh, no, I did guy. not. That's so unexpected. I was so unexpected. Like, I did not I expect forgot. that at yeah, all. Yeah, I knew that. I, I, I would... I completely forgot. Oh my gosh! Why was he? I, that was, that felt so out of place. But I don't know. I enjoyed that. It was. So I could just oh, think of community. And the fact that like, and the the funny thing is like, you when the, the when the battle starts, you think that like his he's like done, and then he comes back and he's like talking to Aunt May and like making quips and stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway, Spider-Man 3. Yes. Um, yeah, again, I, I, un- I unironically think it's the best of the trilogy, and it was my favorite. And again, the memes yeah. are galore here. There's so many. Uh, as soon <laughs> as you fix the stam door, you got that one. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll get your rent. Um, and then... What is it? All all the stuff where where Toby or when Peter gets infected by the symbiote and then becomes kind of the evil. What is it? Bully Maguire. Bully Maguire. Yeah. Yeah. All that that whole ordeal is just a meme with him dancing. That and... whole I I mean, other than him punching MJ, like that whole part is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I mean, the dance of Spider Man, I think, arguably, is the like the meme of the trilogy that's a dark that was a dark scene where he just punches mj oh, i know goodness. yeah he again i think okay uh before are any other memes that we can think of before we talk about like, um, evil spider-man 
Yeah, we, let's just do the memes first because we're already on the topic. So we've got yeah. dancing, dancing Peter Parker. Um, I'm gonna cry. Uh, some dirt in your eye. <laughs> um, and then you, you got him when he's crying, like at the uh, end when he's making that sad face. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He did that in the first one too. Like oh. with when Uncle Ben died, like it's the, it's like the Tobey Maguire crying. Like he has a face. Oh. We're gonna put some dirt in your um. Mind. What else? Either the rent. Um. The rent. What else? I swear we're missing something. Oh. Okay, there's definitely more. Oh. Apparently, there's a meme. Apparently, another one's a meme. I saw it come up on my TikTok right after we watched the movie. Um, when when uh Harry unmasks Spider Man when he's about to kill him and like uh-huh. stumbles backwards. Like that that has been that video clip uh, has turned into a meme. Um anyway. Let's let's get off the memes. Let's talk about like villains, because I feel like that's the biggest thing in the third one. Okay, so Spider Man three, I think primarily is actually just about I, I think it's a superhero movie secondarily, but primarily it's about Peter Parker and his his arc in that he has to okay so he he's a very flawed person and he begins um kind of you, you kind of see his kind of self-centered selfish tendencies right and then mm-hmm. i think the villains are kind of representative of those evils within him so like for example uh sandman kind of uh is a symbol of kind of his his thirst for revenge you know like he wants revenge over uncle ben but then by the end of the film by forgiving Sandman, which I thought was a really powerful scene, he's able to he's able to overcome his like thirst for vengeance. So I I find the villains, especially Sandman, more symbolic of kind of Peter's own flaws rather than kind of like their own villains or whatever. And then yeah. um, Venom or not, yeah Venom, sorry. All, although like Sam Raimi apparently had to like shoehorn him in there at the will by the will of the studios, I think. Again, there's a whole thing where the symbiote kind of enhances those like aggressive, egocentric, uh, like toxic qualities that Peter had, and it kind of just escalates them to like the max, right? Yeah. In that middle, in that middle part where he becomes evil. So then, Venom kind of represents like who he could become if he like fully embraces that like that evil side of him. So then by uh-huh. Also, so he's also able to overcome that. Um, and then I guess, uh, what's his name? Green Goblin 2.0 Harry. with Harry kind of represents like the damage that he's caused, like being Spider Man, or like in that the damage that he's caused, like currently. Especially um, to his like close relationships. To his friends. Yeah, exactly. Like he's, he's hurt MJ and he's hurt. His, it's his best friend. So again, and again, he's able to reconcile with Harry at the end, and Harry redeems himself. And then they reconcile before he dies. He sacrifices himself and then they reconcile. So, like, if you think of it to where, like, the villains aren't necessarily, like, their own villains, but they're more of kind of symbolic, uh, uh, they're kind of more symbolic of his, his own flaws. And then by the end of the film, he's able to overcome them all and then show that, yes, he's, he's still a flawed person, but he's, he's, able to, he's been able to um, recognize and kind of deal with these problems that he's had. So I think like if you if you most people will be like oh it's overcrowded if it's overcrowded there's so many villains um but I think the real villain in the movie is not really them but it's more like 
the dark side of Peter Parker, you know? Oh. Dang. That was a good, that was a good pitch. Like, <laughs> like everybody, like, he, like you said, everybody, yeah, everybody really does not like this last one, but I feel like you definitely like, that was a very convincing, um, uh, speech in favor of Spider-Man 3. Like, yeah. It definitely gave me some new perspective. And like, cause I think Peter Parker is just the true villain of Spider-Man 3, you know, and he's able, he, you know, he like, he kisses MJ or not MJ. You know, you you see at the beginning, like he's already starting to like show these like really like self-centered and like bad tendencies where um he's kind of a jerk to MJ. Um and then like forgetting like, about symbiote, her. Yeah, he forgets about her, he kisses uh Gwen and everything. Um so then like these things kind of escalate those tendencies and then he has to recognize that and then overcomes them one by one. And then he by the yeah. end of the movie, he's still flawed, but at least he and like that that ending scene I actually thought was really powerful to where like where you know where him and MJ dance, and you like you don't really know what happens after that, but like he's he's kind of come out like a changed person, and they they both recognize the flaws in each other. Um, exactly. But I don't know. I just think I thought I I just thought it was a really uh I I just Peter's arc I just thought it was so powerful and really compelling. I don't know. In in all on out of the three, I thought it was really good. But um, yeah. Dang. Yeah, I think um, at a super on a surface level, you, you a lot of people will be like, yeah, like you said, like this is bad. But like I, when yeah, you look into it, it's like there's actually some very powerful like messages and aspects of the movie when you look past the memes and like the and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because everyone's just like, oh, there's too many villains, and it feels so overstuffed. And I will admit, like it is very bloated. Like it's there's so much yeah, they're they- trying to fit in. There's you know, there's yeah the whole and and it does feel like they're kind of the villains are kind of not given their own. But I feel like again, if you view the villains not as their own characters, but more as kind of um fig- characters or symbols or not symbols, but uh, kind of these figurative uh, med- metaphors for Peter's own shortcomings, then you can kind of see. Uh-huh. Then you can kind of uh see it that way. I think that's that's kind of how I um. Inter- that's that's just why I enjoyed. It. That's why I don't think. Again, I don't think it's fair to be like, "Oh, it's a bad movie," because I think yeah. they're not supposed to really be viewed as, um, as just these normal villains, you know? Huh. But, um, that's good. That's but Eddie, I I will say uh, that I think the Eddie Brock, the Eddie Brock character did seem kind of like I think if it was just the symbiote, it would have been fine. But Eddie Brock just. Like that felt kind of shoehorned in. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that we could have done. And I don't know, like Eddie. he's kind of. I don't. Yeah, I. I don't really have any. I, I. I'm kind of indifferent to him as like a character, like Eddie Brock specifically. Like Venom kind of was cool. It was kind of neat seeing like that was like the first like live action iteration of Venom. Like yeah. Um, but like Eddie Brock as a character in this was kind of like, I don't know, nothing really that crazy i mean also gwen i i it was almost like she, gwen could have been anybody like it didn't matter that like her being named gwen stacy was basic almost more of a yeah. reference than it yeah did. i think so too um yeah i think if you if betty brock wasn't it but it was just the symbiote i think that would have been good because then there's kind of it less would still clutter serve the same 
Yeah, like, it would serve the same purpose. And Eddie Brock, like, I thought the, the symbiote was more interesting than Venom. Like, you know, like Peter's re- relationship with the symbiote was more interesting than Eddie Brock and Venom. I so I feel like he didn't have to be in it. But I think that's the main issue. It's like they just try to fit too many villains. So, yep. yeah, they could have done away with Venom. And then Gwen Stacy could have been anyone. But it was, yeah, it, again, it, it felt kind of just like a reference. But whatever, I mean. Um, yeah. And I mean. She just wasn't terribly memorable anyway, because I, uh, going into it, like, I didn't remember her being that major of a character. Like, going into it, I, like, knew she was in. I really thought she was, like, introduced at the end as more of, like, a lead-in to the possible fourth movie. Like, I don't even remember. Oh. I didn't even know. She, I didn't even remember her being, like, um somewhat, like, major side character. Yeah. Um. So that was a, a bit of a um a shock to me. Having not seen it in a, a while. shocker, like the Spider-Man <laughs> villain. Uh, I mean, you're the shocker. You shock people. <laughs> shocker. Uh, remember that? Remember? That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> overall, though, I guess as a as a, do you want to like s- sort of wrap up the Raimi trilogy? Yeah. Oh wait, final thing. Uh, oh yeah. The constant throughout the whole Raimi trilogy, one of the most amazing here comic book characters on live action screen ever do you know who i'm just talking about um i mean there are two people i could think of is it is it uh the dude that plays a different uh character in each movie like he plays a different like minor character okay yeah yes that is true that is true we 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 that he is funny but I, i'm not speaking ironically i'm i'm uh, i'm talking about uh james J. jonah jameson Oh, J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he's just the constant that kind of pulls together the whole one of the one of the constants that pulls together the whole trilogy. Yeah, I do agree. He was he's funny. He was like one of the genuinely funny and it's almost characters. Like, and it's like you you've Spider-Man's been recasted, Gwen Stacy's been recasted, MJ's been recasted, but I they couldn't recast him. He he's yeah. like he's like you can't replace He's like almost up there with like Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark or uh, Hugh Jackman oh, yeah. as Wolverine. Did you know? So that um, but. I think um, somebody on production wanted to make him bald, bald and even mustache. Yeah. Um, but he was like, "Oh no, no, no! We got it. If you're gonna make the mustache, so like he, because like, he, but J.K. Simmons was very adamant about making himself like look the same. Because technically, it's like a different uh, reality, right? So it would be a different yeah. J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. 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 He's so. he was he was a constant funny throughout the. Super. I mean, some of the funniest parts is like, like him, like the whole thing where like the receptionist would be like sending him messages about his wife. Oh yeah, like the pill scene. <laughs> your wife. Your wife. wife said, and he just like hung up one of them or something. Your, your wife just called. She lost her checkbook, and, and, and I think he said something like "good news" or like uh, "thanks for the good news" or something like that. <laughs> also, um, I also thought uh, Harry Osborn was actually a consistent good part throughout the trilogy. 
yeah, good exactly. character throughout the trilogy. I think he's definitely handled a lot better than he was handled in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, but gosh. I think it's really cool that... Uh, I mean, I didn't... Again, I'm not like, super familiar with the comics, but I think it's a cool relationship between him and Peter and how they're best friends, even though they come from such different backgrounds. But, like, uh, they're still best friends. And then I like was... how he was redeemed in the third in the third book where or in the sorry not third book in the third film where he yeah. joins uh he helps spider-man out but yeah i think J- james franco and as uh harry was one of the best parts of the trilogy as well i think harry and peter is always something that i really enjoyed with and part of the um, part of me like a lot of this comes from um a lot of my like interest in Spider-Man has come up over the past three years or so after playing the uh, Spider-Man game. Mm-hmm. And like, cause like that's kind of like you get a more intimate look at like characters. Cause you're kind of playing as them and interacting with them. And like the sinister six is in that there's like references to so much stuff. Cause the video yeah. game, you can do so much more. Um, But like comic wise film, all that kinds of Harry's and uh, Harry and there was always like a relationship that I really, um enjoyed which i that's why i was kind of like i know they could just re do the same exact thing and ned and i know i know we weren't going to talk about tom hollands but i just wanted to say like i like ned and um peter oh yeah but it's just a whole it's a different dynamic and i just kind of like i always was i've always been so fond of harry and and peter so it would be neat to see um i mean i don't see it i think at this point actually at this point it wouldn't be but I don't know. Maybe I don't think at this point they could introduce Harry in, in any oh, particular no. way. But yeah, it would not. have been neat to see if 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 they had that what how that would have looked. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. That that's uh, that's about it. I think for Rainy enough said. Me, I guess enough said. Enough said. Enough said. Anyway, um, we're creeping up on an hour now, so we'll like I guess we'll be going over, but that's okay. Yeah, we'll quickly talk about the Mark Webb's The Amazing Spider-Man uh, two films. Yes. Uh, so I, again, I, I recently watched these for the first time as well. And I think Connor saw the first one and maybe part of the second one. Uh, I saw... So, I, we both... I started it on the, on Saturday and you watched the whole thing on Saturday. My brother and sister had to go to bed and I think my my dad and my brother and sister had never seen the Amazing Spider-Man mm-hmm. movie. Um, yeah. And I had seen it. I mean, I, I had seen it maybe once, like on, like it was on TV, like on a TV yeah. channel, and I watched it when it came on. So it had been a long time. So basically all of us were watching it for the first time. Um, so and I, I watched part of it Saturday and then finished it Sunday. And then a couple weeks ago, I watched like the, the middle, probably like 45 minutes of The Amazing yeah. Spider-Man. And then before the episode... Um, like a couple days ago, I watched like a refresher on the second movie because I didn't feel like watching the whole thing again. Um, so yeah, that's where we're both coming from in terms of like watching these. So, The Amazing Spider-Man, I think came out. The first one came out in 2012, right, or something around? Yes, 2010, somewhere around there. Um, 2012, 2014, 2012. Yeah. So we already talked about how I like the origin story better, or how we both sort of like the origin story better. Um, yeah, and I do like Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man better than Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. You know, like he he makes those jokes and the quips, and 
Uh, yeah. He's kind of more more in line with the comics. Um, what I think this movie's biggest issue is that when you watch the Raimi movies, they all kind of have a, like a very clear identity, whereas the Amazing Spider-Man movies don't really seem to know exactly what they want to be. Because I think Connor mentioned some moments feel like you're literally watching a Hallmark movie. Um, a lot of, especially the scenes where he's like, there's like a whole montage in the first one where he's like riding a skateboard around and there's playing like a Coldplay song in the background or something. So it feels like a generic like teen coming of age movie. Um, I I think those that kind of weird sense of like not knowing what it wants to be and like dabbling uh just within all these different like tones and stuff makes it feel very yeah. uh not not as timeless as the original one or as the Sam Raimi ones. Yeah. And it it definitely less and also there's a lot of emphasis on Peter's parents like that backstory is um or that that mystery between like what were Peter's parents doing in Oscorp and all that. They hit yeah. on that in both the first and the second one and I don't know it's just it's this clashing of tones and it doesn't really work in favor of the movie, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, I mentioned to you, like, cause I was watching this part. Like I started, I started the second, well, we can talk about the second one in a second. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll put that on the back burner. Let's talk about the first one. Yeah. Um, what do, what do we want to say? What do we want to say? Um, Dr. Connors. Dr. Connor so, Pedrick. So Dr. Connors is in the first movies, almost, but it's more of just like a reference, and he's kind of yeah. in because he's not really like because he's just his teacher. Uh-huh. Um, but in the in this, he's in the Amazing Spider-Man. He's obviously brought in as like the main villain. But I think you and I both like we talked about it, and we both agree like he wasn't really that um that great. Like there wasn't really that uh oh no yeah he. Not very compelling at all. He was very generic. And then, especially once he started, like, his motivation was literally to turn everyone into lizards. And then once he started, like, going crazy, he was just a very, he's kind of like a conniving, mustache-twirling villain. Yeah. Like, mad scientist, dude. So, yeah, yeah, he wasn't very interesting, unfortunately. I mean, it's like, there was premise, there was, like, a little bit of, the premise was interesting at the beginning, and then it just kind of, like, okay, uh, uh, what, uh, whatever, I guess. Um, and there's li- there's literally a scene, I don't know if you caught this, but He's at his, like, Toby, or not Toby, sorry, Peter Parker goes to his office to, like, investigate, but then, uh, he happened, Dr. Connors happens to be there, and then he's, Dr. Connors is like, oh, look, you gotta leave, like, I have work to do, but then Dr. Connors is the one that leaves, and then lets Andrew kind of just snoop around. Did you notice that? Like, he's like, you need to leave. No, I don't remember that. But then... He, Dr. Connors is the one that leaves the room instead of P- Peter Parker. I don't. I didn't catch that. That was just we. I I noticed. I was like, that's kind of awkward. But huh. um, again, like the writing, like you mentioned as well, is just pretty bad, or not bad, yeah. but pretty like subpar. It's awkward throughout. sometimes. Oh yeah. Um. I don't know. What did you think of like? I guess the other one of the what are the other main we and I guess the more we talked about we touched on her a little bit oh god that was uh, that was a poor yeah, choice and, of work and then we Captain Stacy also is a pretty big part of the yeah um of of the movie I think he I think he uh, dynamic with Peter and then at the end when 
Peter or when he realizes that Peter is um what's his name Spider-Man and then he he tells Peter you know like make sure you you don't like bring my daughter into this and then he dies and then that kind of impact or that the weight of that decision also carries you with the second one I thought that was interesting it was pretty neat because in the second one yeah. he has this he's like debating like do I like pursue Gwen or do I like to keep this promise and like leave her out of it like her father wanted uh-huh. so I, I like that too but um, um, I would say like going into this, I thought like I mean it kind of made me think like I, at first I thought Gwen was kind of like I didn't like Gwen that much, but it, like after seeing MJ, it's like okay, oh, yeah. maybe Gwen is not that bad. Yeah, after seeing MJ, at least she's a sufficient like interesting character for the for a little at least a little bit. And she actually has chemistry with uh, Peter Parker, so um, yeah. Yeah, I I was like iffy about her too, but then yeah, go ahead. Um, like I found myself like not. Um, I I wasn't. I I I remember not actively cringing. Like that was the one part of like. It's funny because like people, a lot of people talk about the script for the Amazing Spider-Man movies and how bad that is. But it's like Mm -hmm. the chemistry between um Andrew Garfield and um. What's her name? Emma Stone. Uh, yeah, Emma Stone. Like their chemistry was actually one thing that kind of like helped a li- in some at some at least in some scenes with that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I so. definitely agree with that. Um, I, I don't know if there's much else to like really. Oh, oh, oh! One of the best parts about the Amazing Spider-Man, I think it's like again back to the origin story, like seeing him kind of like develop and turn into like, um, like him hunting, like hunting down the killer, and like kind of seeing that slow progression into being like the Spider-Man that we know are familiar with, and then when he does become that Spider-Man, it see like the web swinging in mm-hmm. this is immaculate. Oh like, yeah, and they give those the point of view so shots done like. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, oh my, I mean, and going into that was, I knew that was probably one of the best things about this is like, it feel, and it's so much of this, I, I realized this, but so much of this m- movie series, um, clearly is inspiration for the PS4 game. Oh yeah. Like, the swinging in the game, and like the combat style in the game is very heavily like, um, reminiscent of. Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. Um, yeah. And it's like when, when he's diving through the air and you can see the ripples on his suit and like it's just so it's so good. Like it's a very good looking like it, it feels like you're kind of right there with him. Yeah. And there's all this point of view shots where it shows like his arms swinging around. Yeah. That's like right walls. Yeah. I think I do like like we said Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man I kind of like better than Toby Maguire as like the actual Spider-Man, I think. Um, with Toby Maguire, it, 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 you just get a bunch of wide shots of like a CGI thing just swinging around. Whereas like, yeah, obviously it's it's a lot of CGI used in Amazing Spider-Man as well. But and it's a ten-year um, difference. It, but it, it, it yeah, it's it it's more updated it, because it's ten-year difference. It's just a lot uh, more convincing and kind of more fun to watch. So yeah, yeah. Um. I guess we can talk about the second one. Well, it it felt 
like I don't remember Avengers. I mean, Avengers had some cool shots and stuff, but it, like something about this felt like maybe it was like the way the lighting was. Like something about this felt even more real than like movies that were coming out in 2012. Um, I guess I, I, I think you have to rewatch it. It's I think it's the way that you, it's the way the lighting and it felt more like I don't know. I felt more. Well, it feels immersed. more again like the I guess the the Raimi trilogy was shot in film and th- th- these were shot in digital. So there's kind of like True. a difference in texture as well. Kind of the look of the films are different. Like these feel a lot more clean. They look more cleaner. Yeah. Um, I also think they're going for like they're going for more gritty and less campy tone. Um. But yeah, I think overall, I feel like it's the original. Even though I think the origin story is better in Amazing Spider-Man, I think overall Spider-Man the 2002 one is just overall better movie. I think it's a pretty average movie, excluding the origin story. Like Lizard was just very, very mediocre. Gotcha. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Um, I guess we can talk about the second one to round out. Yeah. And this this will kind of finish our episode, but this one I I knew had a pretty bad reputation. I want to I want to I want to clarify like before we start talking like what I actually like physical like what I actually watched. Um, so what I so I went over to Samantha's I think over break, over Thanksgiving break a couple weeks ago, and Joey was watching, and I and I walked in on the part where, um. What's his name? Uh, Electro. Like before he becomes Electro, mm-hmm. he's like talking to the guy from. Oh, the, uh, office. the office. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. He's talking to the guy from the office, and he like shakes him and tells him that like Peter Parker's like horse. Like he tells him it's like star sign. Like you're not Spider-Man kind of. Yeah. That part. Yeah. That's the part where I walked in, and I <sighs> watched up until um. I think. I watched for a while. I saw the part where um, Harry's like, oh, I need I need his blood. And I saw Electro turn into Electro, the Times Square fight. Electro gets, like, taken in to be studied and all that. Yeah. Um, I saw, like, oh. his assistant. Oh, like, what's it? I think, like, people come in, like, the board comes in and talks to Harry or something. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Parking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and Jin Erso from Rogue One is yes. in the. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was random. I think that was about where I ended. So I watched probably about like thirty okay. minutes of it. Yeah, I watched the whole thing, unfortunately. Um. But yeah, so, I think um, unanimously what, what this is probably. Yeah, this is definitely the worst one. Uh, I think I think it's these. it's pretty agreed. It's generally agreed upon, but um, yeah. First of all, Harry. Uh, oh my goodness, Harry Osborn. That was like a really bad, like a pretty bad performance. It's like so. It's cringeworthy. Remember the remember the scene where he flings the table and like all the drinks. He's like Spider Man. It's a fraud like, or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He like oh. basically has a temper tantrum. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Seeing the Harry Osborn in the in the um, Raimi trilogy, this one is a clear downgrade. Yeah, uh, really bad Norm- performance. Norman? Norm uh, Norman's not really in it. He's kind of just He's he just beginning. dies. He dies in the beginning. He was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I did see that part. I now that I remember. Yeah, Maybe that's where I started. Spider Man. But no, but I need his know, blood for, for my for- my uh 
sickness. I need his blood. That was basically. Also, like, what was the sickness thing? Was different. Like, it's something that was that was. Uh, yeah, like, different. It does. It also makes absolutely no sense. Like, yeah, he, whatever. Like, he needs Spider-Man's blood to heal his sickness because it may like have some special property. But then after like. It like messes him up. He still wants to kill Spider Man. Like even though he like uses the the blood or yeah, the venom. I missed, like like what okay, happened, you missed so this part. Happened, so basically, I never saw him actually use it. He never gets Spider Man's blood, but then he realizes that Oscorp still has like the spider venom sealed I away in, in a tank. So then he yeah. just inserts the the venom into his veins, and it messes him up because they reveal that Peter's dad actually. I, this makes no sense, but Peter's dad like fed or basically um. Gave all the spiders his own DNA so that it wouldn't like be compatible with anyone else, which doesn't make any sense because we all have the same genome. But, um, <laughs> whatever. So, so then like it messes him up and it turns him into Green Goblin. But then, even though he, even though like it messes him up, he still wants to kill Peter Parker, even though like yeah. he has no really, I guess he, maybe he's just angry. But, um, yeah. And, and then in that scene, they also reveal like, Apparently, there's like a Sinister Six that they were like planning on. I saw making, that. I saw that scene, which is kind of sad because like no, there are no like Amazing Spider movies after that. So like they kind of tease it, and then it it never comes into fruition. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Harry Osborn was pretty bad. Also, Electro was oh, pretty pretty awful as well. Very very reminiscent of um, what's his name in Iron Man three. Oh yeah, Killian, yeah. or uh, or Syndrome. Just that whole like uh, kind of caricature or cliche uh, type. Like ignored by the hero and like neglected. So now I'm like, yeah, I hate the hero. Yeah, again, it, like it felt very uh, cliche, and yeah. it it wasn't trying to do anything new. So yeah, like, I'm just misunderstood. <laughs> It was also really cringy too. I don't know. Yeah. Just it was like the extent to which they they uh, portrayed it or he portrayed. And it's interesting that Jamie Foxx is also coming back for. Um, I know. For he was like the first no one confirmed. Yeah, so that's interesting, and I think he he's not going to be blue. So. Uh, that's. I think he looks better. Yeah, I think. Uh, I, again, an issue with Spider-Man Two is that, or Amazing Spider-Man Two is that, you know, he goes from being this like loser or whatever. But then he just becomes just plain evil, and then after that, he has absolutely no depth to his character. So if he, he's just what like, happened to him in the end? They just they just destroy him. They dead. Yeah, uh, yeah. They kill him. They Peter oh like fig- figures some other way to like magnetize his his web shooters, and then they like they use his own energy against him, and then it basically kills him. So he oh he in- he indirectly kills him. Oh, um, okay, then. yeah. But then, yeah, so the villains are really bad. Uh, and then the, Gwen. Was, yeah, so Gwen, her whole thing is that, like, because she Peter dies. rejected her, or Peter has to keep the promise, so then she, like, gets all angry and is like, okay, I'm going to move to England. So there's a <laughs> bunch of tension between them. And then at the end, she decides that. to, like, to to stick around with, with Peter at the end during the big boss fight. Which makes absolutely no sense. Like she's just oh a normal gosh. human facing against Electro and Green Goblin, but whatever. She sticks around and then uh, dies. there's yeah, she dies. 
which I actually thought was like a really bold move on on part of the writers. Like, I didn't really. I, I'm obviously I knew it was coming, but I feel like if I was watching the movie, I'd be like, "Oh, oh Spider-Man's no, just gonna a, save her at the end." Yeah, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, Spider-Man's gonna save her." So I thought it was pretty interesting how she died. Um, and there's kind of like a. It ends with him, I think, attending her funeral or something. Now they're two dead Stacys. Uh, and done. He's done being Spider-Man. And then he he realizes like he has to be Spider-Man to give hope to the people or whatever. So he yes. he puts on he puts the you know the scene where like Rhino is like messing stuff up and then some oh kid gosh. dressed yeah, the kid yeah, yeah. dressed up as a Spider-Man like walks in front of him oh. and then <laughs> and then Spider-Man like comes and he's like good job kid or whatever. Cover. Yeah. Um, apparently that scene was Andrew Garfield's idea, but. Um. Oh yeah, Rhino is also really bad. Like so oh, bad. Oh gosh. Like, oh my the, goodness. The, that that was see, Paul Rhino's Giamatti. Character though. That was Paul Giamatti. I know. Oh my know. goodness. See Rhino, but Rhino is a difficult character because it's like in live action. Because it's like in the comics, he's kind of like real. Like he looks yeah. like he's not like bionic. But like yeah. if he's not bionic in live action, it kind of just looks stupid. It's yeah. kind of like Vulture. Yeah. They can't actually just have a dude that actually. They can't just actually have a dude with wings. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the um, it, it was pretty cringeworthy. Paul Giamatti, why, why, why? <laughs> oh my goodness. Ugh. But it is sucks. It does suck because like, I know. I I remember when they first, when they were talking about like, um, I I remember there were people that were upset. I don't know, like upset, but there was just a lot of like, um. I don't know controversy drama. I don't know the word, but like when they when they confirmed that they weren't going to be making another one, it's like um, a lot of buzz around it. Yeah, or just yeah, but yeah, people talking it was about a, it. It was a popular thing. Mm. Um, and then I, I don't know. I I just want to know. I wonder how uh, Andrew Garfield felt. Like I, I if like when they kind of like recasted and kind of like I don't, I don't know, know, but I think. Andrew Garfield's performance throughout both movies, I actually think, was really probably one of the best parts. It's, he's a. It's very. Sorry. Yeah, he's a really good actor. Um, and he really brings. You could definitely tell, like, he brings his all in both movies. Um, I agree. He's definitely a more emotional actor, I think, than than Toby. Like Toby, uh-huh. unfortunately, I think he. Again, because he leans so much in kind of the weird nature of the character, he, he even when he like cries, it still feels kind of weird. But like when Andrew like becomes really emotional in his scenes, like it actually the the um it has a lot more power. I feel like so. I agree. Um, as an actor, I think Andrew's actually probably the best out of the three. Um, I I I I, I would be close to agreeing with you on that one. I'd have to, I'm gonna yeah. have to see. I want to I want to see No Way Home and kind of get another. Another look at Tom Holland and something, but I think I think I definitely see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so I was gonna say, oh yeah, I, I feel like it's it's definitely like a Hayden Christensen like prequels kind of thing, where like, um, he gets a lot of crap, um, but it's just a lot of it is just poor writing. Oh yeah, um, yeah. He should like, not I think get Andrew Garfield's a better actor than Hayden Christensen, but I definitely think that like. It's just a diff- it's just very similar kind of like a circumstance. Yeah, I don't think he should he should be getting crap because again he like he does his very best with the the stuff that he's given. Exactly. Um, yeah. 
So, um, I guess if you don't have anything else to say, we can like close out the episode. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely been. I'm kind of Spider Man out. Uh, I mean, oh my gosh, yeah. After after No Way Home, I'm gonna be like, okay, that's enough Spider Man. But yeah, I'm glad I watched all Fair the Spider Man movies before watching No Way Home because I feel like I needed that context to be able to fully appreciate uh kind of the whatever happens in the movie um i guess i'm gonna have to log off of twitter for a while because i don't want to get anything spoiled but yeah um, me that's gonna be me with tiktok for the next couple days yeah i I don't want to get that spoiled but i'm really glad because again i haven't seen any of these movies so uh, i'm glad i I just watched them all uh it's been it's been a fun web slinging adventure for sure okay all right um so anyway so just to round out things, uh, this is part one of our Spider-Man um, special feature. I don't know what you want to call it, um, but part two will be posted on Christmas weekend and will consist of our discussion on No Way Home, which we will be seeing this Friday, yes. as well as we are planning on ranking all of the Spider-Man movies. So we're not going to have a big discussion about Andrew and Toby's movies because we just did that, obviously. But Yeah, um, we'll do like um, a quick in comparison. And we're also going to rank... That was uh, next week. Yeah, and Tom's will also be... The Tom, the MCU movies will also be in the mix as well. So we're looking forward to that. Yes. Um. So yeah. So uh, without uh, further ado, uh, I'm Connor. And I'm Campbell. And you just wasted the last hour of your life listening to Real Geeks. If you enjoyed this episode of Real Geeks, please be sure to follow us on social media at The Real Real Geeks for the latest news and updates. Also, be sure to leave us a review. What things did you like? What things would you like to see in future episodes? Let us know and we'll be sure to take a look.